Ugh. Yeah. Irish food does does nothing for me at all. Except potatoes. I'll give them potatoes. Yeah, I guess. Potatoes. Potatoes. Oh, potatoes. That's like one of the only words you can say in Irish. And everyone's like, you know, it's like Scottish is like freedom. You know. <laughs> exactly. With Australian, it's crikey. You know, the UK. G'day. Yeah, or g'day. And yeah. in the UK, it's bruise. <laughs> or blimey. Blimey. <laughs> blimey bollocks, Bruce. <laughs> Alliteration. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. <laughs> and Justin's really quick. That's what Beth said. Uh, Aww. Oh, well, I'd be pissed if it was if it wasn't true. You know, I heard that actually that was a good genetic trait to have to be able to be quick because back in the day you, you could, had you had to go quick. You and could you just, just bang them out. No yeah, pun intended. If, if you had to be there for thirty minutes trying to you know you know spread your seed, that wasn't very good because you had to fight off saber tooth tigers and other shit like uh, that. It wasn't Krong, a good thing. Krong finished. Yeah. You finished yet? Yeah, it's like you didn't really have the luxury of enjoying it. It was more just really like we have to hurry up and do this. Oh, pterodactyl. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's go. <laughs> I don't see pterodactyl. Bye-bye. Crug <laughs> <laughs> finish. Save life. Bye. <laughs> and not that, but it was just statistically, like, the more that you hump, the more that you're going to create, because right. a huge percentage of those babies weren't going to survive. So, Well, that's fair. Yeah, I think Afro Man might have talked about that. <laughs> Tell me more about what Afro Man said. Well, you know, she won't let me fuck. Yeah. And I really got to bust a nut. I think that sums up. That should be on a on an inspirational poster somewhere <laughs> in someone's office. <laughs> Remember when we were gonna do, we had an idea to have uh, like a, a bunch of little kids like sing that song. Oh God! In front yes. of their parents, and it was gonna be like, guys, welcome to the third grade grade you know vocal recital. <laughs> yes. And it's like, here you go, and it's just a bunch of kids going, chill, let, let me fuck. Me fuck. <laughs> I, I really, really gotta wanna bust, bust a nut. nut, and all the parents are horrified. Oh, Pussy's tight. <laughs> and I was just, and we were just like the parents would be horrified. What? Right. I think we should still make that. Copyright to East Eighth. I absolutely <laughs> stamped it. Y'all heard it right here. No one wants to steal that. That is amazing. Yeah. We would probably get sued by Afro Man. That or he would totally give us his blessing. I don't yeah. know which which way it would go. I don't either. I mean and the thing the, the key to that is it have to be quick. Not unlike you. Not unlike Crunk. Crog. <laughs> Crog. Crog. Um, Krog no quick. Krog. Krog efficient. Krog efficient. Krog do many things for best outcome. Krog go make wheel now. Krog go te- teach economics to other men. They don't understand. They think Krog weird. Krog, Krog explain to people. Krog get beat up. Because he Krog explain to people. Krog tired. Krog take a nap. Krog feel like outcast. No lady be with Krog. Krog developed drinking problem. <laughs> Krog antisocial. <laughs> Krog sad. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Don't be Krog? Question mark? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> oh, anyway. This feels good. This is getting might, me warmed yeah, up. I like, I like it. I like, I like what, the, what we're doing here. I like it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I'm feeling jazzy. All right. So you mentioned you had a friend. <clears throat> tell us, tell tell me what you were telling me offline. So you you have a friend. Yes. Congrats, uh, by the way, on having you. a friend. I'm I, proud of you. Well, it, it took me long enough. But yeah, it did. 
I got there. Um, you know, Grinder is not just for hookups. You no, can guys, find really good friends there. You can find love on Grinder. You can find just friendship. You can also find love. You yes. can find the one on Grinder. Yeah. I've been rewatching Grinder.com. I've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Jill. God, that show is like awesome and irritates the shit at me at me at the same time. Why? Well, the thing that's awesome, Neil Patrick Harris and fucking Jason Siegel, those guys Natch. just run that show, and they have so many amazing moments, and they're so well acted that I'm like, God bless you. But then it's just, first of all, the will you, won't you thing is so exhausting in oh, that. The Ross and Rachel effect? Yeah, it was. It's because exa- I, I, I was picking at it a little bit, and Jill yeah. goes, well, they did it in Scrubs. I go, not nearly as much as this. It's all built off Ross and Rachel from Friends. Everyone stole that. It's it's insane. It was so because they did it first. Obviously, there, it, there's never been a yeah. will, you, will they won't they before that. It was exhausting. It's, right. And I've been basically like Jill's been watching it more than me. I just when I'm there, it's like if it turns into if I'm not there, she'll continue watching it. I don't give a shit. Sure, you'll pick it back up wherever she's at. And honestly, yeah. I don't feel like I missed anything. Good, you know, it's a good thing for a show to, to make you feel like oh, I skipped a few episodes, still good, awesome. <laughs> um, but I I hate how they basically. I hate how it ends for starters. Yeah. It's a huge it, just like, yeah, never mind. And also yeah, for those we're in a spoiler alert, for those who don't know how for it how ends. I met your mother. I'm just saying some people you're I don't a kind person. Look, I Justin. I got burned on the sixth, the sixth sense. sense and I will never do that to someone again until yeah. I feel a little nippish and then I will. Yeah. But the mom dies. Yeah. And he ends back up with Robin. Yeah. Which is so dumb because I'm like, I just yeah. Because it doesn't make sense for Robin and Barney to be together. It does right. not make sense. Well, it also doesn't make sense that you've got Bob Saget being old Ted, and then all of a sudden you've got old regular Ted, Ted yeah. being old Ted. How does that work? And all of that, it's just like they tease you about as much as they tease you and lost with all these things. It's like, well, then this happened, but that's a story for another time. Right. I'll get to that. And it's like, just fucking get to it already. There's nine seasons. Of that show, Is that it? I thought there was eleven. There's nine. There's nine. Yeah, seasons. I watched every. I watched every episode. It's exhausting watching that and hearing Ted talk about the one. I, I just want to s- go in there and just punch him in the throat. <laughs> I will say there was a. I think I don't. It was probably around like five through seven. Yeah. No, maybe I'd say like six through eight. Like because like the leading up to the last season, I know it was a little bit like all right. Oh God. Good. The first like two or three seasons I thought were, were great. Yeah. I loved it. It was fresh. It was new. It was they were still figuring the characters out. They had some really fun episodes. It got a little almost a little off the wall coo- like yeah. crazy. And then it just got exhausting. And then I actually liked the last season up until the end of the last season. And I'm like, God, you guys fucked this up again. What do you think was that? Was that just like, you know, people were like, it's hard. You and I both know when you're when you're doing comedy, when you are trying to write something, uh, even if it's not sketch comedy, uh, anything, the ending of something is hard to write. You writing yourself out of because the idea is there. You can get yeah. into it, and you can really grow it, and you can take some different paths while you're there, and you can f- really flesh out and find some really fun stuff in what you're writing. The hardest thing to do is end something to finish it hardest thing in sketch comedy is to write a good punchline that is satisfactory to all the jokes leading up to it because theoretically that punchline needs to be the biggest laugh you get so you can go out on the big laugh but if you've got a really good sketch good luck you've, you've got to come up with the best joke you've ever written every single time you end a sketch same thing goes with tv shows i feel like after eight seasons after nine seasons people are so invested 
in these characters, and there's this emotional connection, and they just expect so much from it. They've gone in this this ride. You you spend essentially you spend a decade getting to know these people and yeah. becoming you know friends by proxy of the TV with these people, and then you're like this this is gonna be it. This is gonna be huge. We saw the this uh, season finale with uh, This Is Us. Yeah, on NBC. Mm-hmm. I I don't watch the show. I, yeah. I watched the first episode and I thought it was fantastic. I just never in, I never sure. got into it. I've just watched it and I've but, been yeah. in the room while it's on. And it's I, a great show. Tearjerker every episode. Everyone loves it. And then the season finale happened, and everyone was like, "Wait, that was it? They didn't do this, or they didn't give me this, or I was expecting this, but I didn't get this. We don't know how he died." And blah blah blah. Like it. It's all these. There's this expectation that gets built up. Yeah. You have this emotional investment. And it's really hard to hit that expectations. Expectations are the things that kill. Expectations are dangerous in general. Agreed. When you have an expectation on a friendship, on a relationship, on a show, on a when you have an expectation, if it does not get met to the letter, it's you feel crushed. Yeah. Well, I would also just say that I feel like, and Jill made this good point the other night, we spend eight seasons getting to know Barney, mm-hmm. Marshall, Lily, Ted, and Robin. And then the last season, we're introduced to the mother. Right. It's like, it doesn't make sense because we've known these other people for so long. And then it's like, oh, by the way, this is the mother. It's like, we don't know who you are. You don't belong here. Right. You're an outsider. You're not. It should have been Robin all along. Right. And it, and it just seems like they wanted to have their cake and eat it, too. Right. We're like, going to well, give you the mother, but they end up And then we're going to kill her. And then the kids are going to be like, Dad, you should be with, with Aunt Robin because right. we think she's awesome. And Right. It's Go steal like, that blue French horn for the fucking third time. Yeah, it's just the 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 repeating of that sort of stuff. And I know every show does that shit. Yeah. I get that. I mean, but it just seems like, and that's where I, you know, someone's got a hot show. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Like, we got to get. And I looked at it, dude. There was two hundred and eight episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Two hundred and eight episodes. That I looked at that and I was like, "Fucking Christ!" It's a lot of sods, man. And I'm looking at right now. Big Bang Theory is I, Jesus Christ. They've got to be in their eleventh or twelfth season. End the show for Christ's sake! Like, yeah. just stop. I heard they're going to try and do a young Sheldon spinoff. Oh no! Where it's like Sheldon's the really annoying, basically autistic person. Yeah, he's really smart. And the, he, what you would consider the quote unquote, I guess, the main secondary character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's Leonard. And then there's. Well, I feel like Leonard's kind of like the the main. He's the one that the audience relates to because he's the most normal of those nerds. Yeah. And then there's Sheldon, who's like super super genius. Yeah, I guess he would be the the he would be the supporting actor, like the lead supporting actor. Yeah, I guess you could say that. He has kind of all the B the B storylines, but he's he is kind of the breakout. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, side character. You look at any. Um, I'm just trying to think of an example now, but you see it in movies all the time where yeah. the comic relief sure. ends up be- stealing the movie yeah. away from the main. Yeah, that's kind of what. Yeah, yeah. And as t- if people who don't listen to that listen to this don't know what that is. Yeah, like what, right. what Big Bang Theory is. Sorry, we're treating you like idiots. No, we want to make sure you know because you may not have heard of Big Bang Theory. You may think it's a porno. It's not. Right. For uh, all of our Bulgarian listeners, for all the Bulgarian and Chinese listeners, it's not basically you know uh, a big. Fat dude screwing people, you know, the Big Bang Theory. Um, 
No, it's it basically Sheldon talks a lot about how when he was young, this, that, or the other thing, and how he went to college and got his doctorate when he was like 13 or whatever. And things so like they've that. got a lot of backstories ready to go based off of, they've set it up throughout they the They could have it. And he talks a lot and references it, but you never see it. Right. So I'm just like, oh, fuck. That's when I look at network television. I was like, you guys fucking suck. Because you're looking at the math, and yep. the math adds up. You're like, oh, people like this. We could milk this mm-hmm. even more. And get money out of it until if we get it's, three seasons out of it. Then we're, until yeah. it's dead, yeah. and we will just we'll do it until people are. And I just feel like there's got to be there's got to be a line where you're like we're you got to set out and be like we're going to do five five seasons. That's what we're going to do. Well, that's the that's the money yeah. right there. Because if you can get a hundred episodes, you've got syndication, and that's where the money starts rolling in. So exactly. five seasons is the magic number. Yeah. Well, syndication. I mean, I know it's still a big deal, but is it as big of a deal as it used to be? It's as far as uh, as far as the the money goes. Yeah, like that's where everyone's making like Friends right now. Yeah, most of those. Uh, David Schwimmer was on a couple months ago. Was on the Nerdist, and he was talking about uh, how most of his income right now mm-hmm. he lives off of the friend. Like anything else he makes is yeah. just is just money Bonus. in the bank. Yeah. yeah. He said the money that he's making off of Friends, and I'm paraphrasing, but sure. the money he's making off of Friends is insane. Yeah. And it's all from syndication runs. Yeah. Well, I guess, because I'm just thinking nowadays with all those other avenues, with Netflix. Well, I don't know how that like works. That. I mean, I don't know if that, because I guess, yeah, after one season, 20 episodes, there are, you can put it on Netflix. I think it depends. It shows like, up on Netflix. For example, Big Bang Theory is not on Netflix. Okay. Because it's syndicated on TBS. CBS it runs all their their stuff on CBS and then TBS has the syndication rights to it. Oh, interesting. So they that's where Jill and I when we do watch it we watch it on TBS okay. because CBS is fucking stupid. You can download like their app makes you sign up for CBS. Does it? I'm like why would I do this if I'm pay- like CBS is part of our cable package? Why would I pay to use your app? Oh, you wait, wait, fucking wait, wait. assholes. So they actually it's not just creating an account. They make no. you pay to use the app. You have to pay to use their app. I'm like, fuck you. Oh, that's bizarre. I was like, no, 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 no. ABC, NBC, all these. I'm like, I get their apps on Apple TV. Fine. I just have to basically prove that I'm using yeah. cable. And I'm good. CBS is like, nope. Oh, that's really I was like, go fuck yourself. Go die in a fire. Wow, man. I'll watch your syndicated shit on TBS. <laughs> there you go, yeah. But, I mean, wow. so I'm just thinking nowadays with all that additional, thi- like, you know, and, and to be fair, I mean, I don't know how much those companies make by putting their shit on Netflix, you know? Yeah, I, I would love, like, Netflix is so locked down. They, they you, don't, you don't get any ratings. You don't get any analytics out of there. You don't get costs. You just you know, don't know what a- Netflix is doing Like, for example, like Arrow, which is on the CW, you know, they release that stuff regularly on Netflix, but you can't find, you know, other network shows on there necessarily. Um, I think what they would probably do is wait until... Um, what other network shows for CW shows or just general network shows? No, I'm, just talking, I'm shows? just talking like, you know, like Big Bang, hot show right now, okay, real hot yeah. show. Can't find it on Netflix. They, because get, because they have the syndication stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking what they do is they let the syndication stuff run its course, and then when that's done... Then they release it on Netflix, but even things like Seinfeld, yeah, that stuff still runs on. Yeah, well, Friends is on Netflix now. Friends, yeah. oh, Friends is on there now. Absolutely, yeah. gotcha. Because Friends is another one that's still syndicated. So I feel like because those are older established shows, but there's new shows on Netflix too, like last season shows. Yeah, yeah. But see, I'm wondering because those are so new. Because hmm. Big Bang has been on for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if that still had the old model in place. 
Because I feel like if you have newer shows now, like, when do they transition over? Like, if they hit that five-season mark, right? where do they go? Do they still go to, you know, do they still syndicate them to TNT or Spike or whatever? I would you know? say, yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, because I feel like is it still a big deal? Is it still a big moneymaker? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a big money. It, it's not... <clears throat> those networks are looking for content. So if there's a show that's ran five seasons, they're assuming it's popular enough to, if we replay it, people are going to sure. passively watch it. They're yeah. going to passively come to our, like at night, if I'm, if I'm like in between like the tonight show and whatever I was yeah. watching in prime time, if I've got like an hour to kill or something, if I see friends, I'll just flip it on if on MTV or yeah. TV land or WGN or USA or TNT. Whatever you know, yeah. pick one or TBS or whatever. It I'll, if I see it on one of those, I'll just flick it on. You know, same yeah. with Modern Family. Uh, sure. Even though that is something I will actively still watch, I, but I'll I'll go to the passively put those on because I know it's just fun background noise that I enjoy the show, and yeah. so they're getting my they're getting my viewership though counted. Yeah. So I think that's that's more so what it is is that they don't really care about it being a money make. They just want the views. They just yeah. want the people who were. Eyes on the screen for at least five minutes within a fifteen-minute period. Yeah, that's all they care about. So they can sell those ads. Yep, those sweet, sweet titty ads. Dude, friends. I mean, that's especially <laughs> uh, season four. You just hear all sorts of like love line. You know, call one eight hundred nine suck it and hear girls like me. <sighs> Man, those went the way of the dodo, didn't they? Those phone. No lie, I just saw one on the other night. <laughs> It, I, it I laugh me, when I see them because I'm like, really? It made me take notice. I was like, I have not seen one of these, I feel like, since I was in high school. Actually, now that you mention it, I forget what Jill and I would watch, but we would watch something. We would watch something, and it was like back-to-back, like, um, do you like European ladies? Call this line, European yeah. ladies. Right, right, right. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is really weird. Like, I, it was, it was oddly specific. <laughs> It was oddly they had very, very niche. It's like, yeah. oh, do you like the Asian ladies? Asian ladies, call them. Here we go. And I'm like, do you like Eastern European redheads between five foot two and five foot six that yeah. weigh two hundred? I wish I could remember. There was one that was so fucking specific. I laughed my ass off. I'm like, what? Yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, this is insane. I don't know what's happening. I just, uh, yeah, I just uh, when that one came on, you know, Beth was was uh, she had fallen asleep uh, on the couch and. Uh, I, I remember going. I, I had to look over real quick because I'm like, I don't want her to think. I got nervous because I'm like, she's gonna wake up and th- she's gonna go, "What the fuck are you watching?" You're just looking to be like, "Look, if I'm gonna watch this, I'm watching it on my computer. Relax." <laughs> she just turns over and I'm just, shh. You're like, I ordered the spice. Channel. I ordered this. I was hoping you wouldn't wake up. Yeah, it's like yeah, those days are also it's long just, gone. It's just weird. Yeah, those. It's such a. Weird I'm not saying like because I just feel like nowadays like there's so many things you can like. I guess there's something for everybody. Yeah, you yeah. know, some people they need the auditory stuff. They don't necessarily need to see it. They just need to hear it. Because I was like, just get online to some place and go to a like a, a live chat. That's what I'm saying. It's very yeah, it's very specific, it's very antiquated and and, and specific. Because yeah. You, Pop, pop online. Go to go to pornhub.com. Well, pornhub.com, where all your fetishes are realized and sexual education. Also, that too. Um, but the internet's just a cornucopia of anything you want fetish-wise. Yeah, which is great. But I'm just like, I don't need the TV to do that anymore. You, you wonder how much a they're paying for those commercials, and b yeah. are they is is it 
uh, is the how's the ROI on that? I I'm really curious. Yeah, because maybe they're at that point in time at that particular channel they know their demographic and they're like these people aren't going to use the internet. <laughs> they're probably targeting something that yeah either like the undereducated, the older, the people who just don't. Who are quite... the people who remember the old days of calling these things up? You right, know? like that's what they're targeting. I feel like absolutely yeah. Versus everyone else is like I have the internet and I can look at anything I want. <laughs> Literally anything I want. Anything I want, which yeah. actually reminds me, Justin. Guess what I was doing? No, oh, I don't know. I was watching a documentary. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an odd segue, right? That is. Justin, we're talking about sexual stuff. Guess what I was doing? Uh, <laughs> uh. Um, it's called Tickled. All right. I, we're back into the... Uh. I'm halfway through it, and it is fascinating. It's on HBO, so and I highly recommend... So far, I'm going to recommend you watch it. It's about this uh, New Zealand guy. Who uh, kind of made? He's like a journalist. He made his name kind of like finding weird stories mm-hmm. and and whatever. And it shows him in the beginning like all the different stuff that he was doing, like just for like news. Like he went and hung out with a, a guy who does uh, like ri- um, you know those guys that do acrobatics on ribbons and stuff like that. Yeah, the aerial acrobatics. Yeah, he's like he did a segment with that. He met a lady who was known as the Donkey Lady because she had so many donkeys. Like just found weird stuff and reported on it. And he saw this like video of competitive competitive tickling and he saw it and he was like what is this and it was like dudes holding down other dudes and like they were like these guys are like strapped down like in in like I didn't know if it was like part wrestling like you had to pin them first and then nope. keep Nope, and like their their feet are strapped, their hands are tied up, and uh, they're just people like tickling their toes and tickling like sitting on top of them and tickling them. It, I sit there going, I could never do that. I was like, no, I couldn't do it. Do you? You don't like to be tickled. Are you ticklish? I am ticklish. I thought so, but don't. It's don't one of those you... things where it's like, okay, ha ha, we're done. Like, if I had to be strapped down and people were just, like, tickling me and there was no safe word to be, like, get me out of here. And they're just, like, there's nothing you can do. You're tied down. Until we finish. I would somehow turn into the Hulk. I could see myself just going, like, just breaking Oh, the Colossus noise. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Hulk, whatever, you know. Or whether or not I'm driving. Um, So, and this guy was like, what the fuck is this? And there was this company that was like saying, "Hey, um, if you ever have a competitive tickling team, um, you there ha- are teams. This isn't an individual sport. It gets weird, Justin. Is this a sport? It people referring to it as a sport. I'm like bullshit. This is not a sport. Hell no. Um, so they were offering people like free flights to L.A. four nights in a nice hotel plus like fifteen hundred dollars." To come and like do this, so this guy was like, "What the?" This guy was very curious, so he reached out to him. He's like, "Hey, I'm a journalist, blah blah blah. I'm really curious about what you guys are doing. Would you would you like to do an interview?" And he got the most like angry response back, basically saying, "Hey, we don't want to have anything to do with homosexuals. This is a very strictly heterosexual event, and yada yada yada. We you we don't want to. You have no business speaking with us." And he was like. Okay, and he was like responding back, and he was getting daily like these hateful, hateful messages. And he wasn't he wasn't approaching them from like a homosexual standpoint. No. He was just saying, "I want to find out more. I want to do a piece on what 
what you do. And this guy was basically, I mean, he never denies that he's gay. Yeah. But basically, they're like, we read online, we looked you up, we can tell that. Oh, you so know, he is gay. I think so. Okay. But it's, again, it's not confirmed. Like, right. he never says, I am gay. But right. It's kind of implied. But he also that, like, wasn't going, hey, I want to watch this and jerk off. Yeah. Like, it but was nothing like, sexual about what he was saying. No, it he was, was like, hey. It I, was from a journalistic standpoint. He's like, I'm a journalist. I'm, I, I want to do a documentary about this because I think this is interesting. And, sure. I, and I've covered weird things in the past. And they were like, no. And it got to the point where they, they hired lawyers. And they're like, if you don't cease and desist, we're going to sue you. What a bunch of weirdos, and then he man. Got, and then they sent three lawyers or three people from the organization, I don't know if they're lawyers or whatever, to New Zealand to meet him and to basically like bully him. Are you kidding me? And tell him. <laughs> this is, this is like, weird, man. I was like, I'm hooked. I need to know what's going on. Okay, you might have just sold on. me on this. I'm not going to tell you anything else. On this else. documentary. I'm not going to tell you anything else. What? It is bizarre. Dude, I want that guy just to punch him all in the face. Well, what's funny is he met him at the airport. Yeah. And he had a sign with all their names on it. He goes, <laughs> they wouldn't tell me what flight they were on, so he just stood there since 5 in the morning holding this sign. It was like in all in rainbows yeah, and everything. <laughs> he was basically like, welcome. And one of the guys goes, wow, thank you for meeting. This is a gorgeous sign. Can I have this? And he was like, yeah. The other two guys didn't think it was very funny. <laughs> like, are you filming this right now? You can't do that without my permission. He goes, actually, New Zealand, if you're in a public place, we're actually allowed to do right. this. Well, we're not off on the right foot. Right we're to, not off on the right foot. Right to expected privacy. You know, and it was just like. <laughs> so it, it got really interesting and really, like, ominous. I was like, whoa. I That's uh, fucking weird. I was like, because I remember seeing a trailer for this, like, a few months back. And yeah. I'm like, I have to make sure I find this when it comes out because it sounds like. It's really bizarre, weird, and it's got. Is it a Vice documentary? No, it's on HBO. Right. Well, they do they do a the whole Vice series. Justin, it's on HBO. Oh, okay. okay. You should have said that. Okay. Well, just in case it's on HBO, I I didn't see anything Vice related on it. So name dropper, name dropper. But I'm just. It's very. It caught my eye because I'm like, hey, this is weird. But at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't surprise me. Like if this was a thing where people were like, hey. I like to be tickled. I like to be held down, restrained, and I want people someone to tickle me. It's kind of like dominatrix style, but like a step down from it. Right, you know? but there's not. They've made it abundantly clear there's nothing overtly sexual. Well, they actually had to take that back. Did they ever say there's nothing sexual about it, or did they say there's nothing homosexual about it? They said this event is purely for heterosexual men. Okay, interesting. So who's doing the ticket? Is it men? And if you were men? to watch the video, he'd be like, "There is." It's funny because the guy goes, "It's funny." He says it's for heterosexual men, but after watching the videos, he goes, "It looks really gay." <laughs> I'm very interested about this. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm about. I'm I also ha- want to know who's the people who are getting because uh, I could not. Same as you. Like, if I'm tickled a little bit, it's like, okay, that's great. And then yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start pulling out some joint locks. I'm gonna start pulling out some old, well, they strap old you. school That's the martial thing. art. That's moves. the thing is like they you are completely like you, Which would not happen. You would never get me strapped down. Well, I would I would bite and scratch until I was out of breath. Well and what's what's awful, I want you to imagine, all right? I want you to imagine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe the scene for you. Lay it out for all me. All right. So Paint me a picture. There's a guy laying on his back and he's fully clothed. Everyone's fully clothed. Sure. There's no nudity or anything like that. Fully clothed. Um he almost looks Dicks like Dicks are out, but there's no nudity. Dicks are out, yeah. but no nudity. Um, he's almost wearing like what looks like soccer, like like a soccer jersey and, okay. and shorts. So he looks like he's in athletic gear. So he's well, you want to be comfortable, right? You know, you want to seem athletic. Yeah. So he's laying on a bed. It's a sport, after all, <laughs> right? 
He's laying on a bed with a blue bread uh, bedspread on it. It's um, a bed. It's a bed. It's a legitimate. Oh. He's laying on a bed. All right. Uh, it's a white background, um, and the guy basically has his his feet are in basically lockdown in some sort of stirrups around his ankles. All right, so he can't get out, and then it's stretched, and then his arms and his wrists are uh, also in some sort of contraption above his head. So he is basically spread out with his legs. His wrists are kind of together, but they're he's restrained at the top, so he cannot get out. All right. Now I want you to imagine there's another dude, all right, in red shorts and a gray shirt sitting on his chest and just staring down with he's just got his hands, a, he's got his hand, a squat. He's got his fists on his hips just looking at him. And then and then the guy he's like, Are you ready? And the guy goes, Yeah. And then he just starts tickling him under his armpits. Like it's such a it's such a like intense, ominous are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to do this? <laughs> he's like, and then another guy comes in and starts tickling his belly, you know, on the lower belly, you know. And then another guy comes in and starts tickling one of his feet. And then another guy comes in and starts tickling his feet. And it is the weirdest fucking thing I have ever seen. Nothing about this makes any sense. I just sitting there, I'm going, so when do they slit his throat? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> when does this become a snuff video? Because there's no way this guy's going to make it out alive. Right. Well, how do you, did they ever discuss how you win? Like, what's the, what is the measurable, if this is a competition. I don't want to give anything else away. Is it when they come? <laughs> there's, as far as I know, there's no coming, but. Then um, you're not doing it right. And you're not tickling good enough. It's not over until someone comes. <laughs> I, I, man, I'm I'm telling you, that's weird, man. I, and this is going to sound extremely crude, but when the the first guy was sitting on his chest, like staring down at him, I'm yeah. like, I thought he was just going to start jerking off on his face. Like that's just what I'm like. There's no way this doesn't end with someone coming. I think you're right. Like, there's no way this doesn't end this way. Like it's just it really odd. And not only that, but I'm picturing myself like. I can handle being restrained, but being like legs wide open, arms above your head, and then like someone just sitting on my chest and knowing that there's nothing I can do, and then someone tickling me. Yeah. Like I got, I got kind of claustrophobic. You got a little anxious when you're watching it. I was just sitting there going, I don't like (laughs) this at all. Like, not, and I'm sure that's probably what's a turn on for some people is they don't have control. Well, I mean, that's, that's the whole, that goes down the whole domination. Yeah. Crowd. Yeah, absolutely. It's like S&M, torture, yeah. sort of like, it's a torture test technique where it's like you, you're going to endure this yeah, and yeah. you may not like it, but it's going to happen. Right. And that's the sort of thing that's the allure to it. But again, I don't want to talk much more about it because I want you to watch it and I want our listeners to watch it. And also, I haven't finished it. Right. Um, but so far, I was like, I want to see how far I could get before I came over here. Yeah. I was like, I'm probably not going to be able to finish this. I go, the only way I'd be able to finish it is if I just watched it straight and barely had enough time to get over here yeah. to watch it. And I was like, I'm not going to, that's not going to happen. Interesting. But I'm fascinated. You guys should absolutely check it out. It's called Tickled. Again, it's on HBO. Um, find it. Watch the trailer. I'll probably post the trailer before we air this episode. So weird, man. It is extremely weird and unsettling, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I want to see and where. So, is there? Did they talk about in the documentary like where they're based, or is this a world? Is this a global thing? Uh, this particular one's based in L.A. He meets another person who's based in Orlando. Okay, 
And oddly enough, I was able to tell the Orlando airport when they showed it. I'm like, that looks like Orlando. It's like, Orlando. I'm like, I knew it! I knew it! I knew it, but you're probably not going to Disney World. We gotta see if we can find someone. Find someone in Chicago. If they have a leg of this in Chicago. Or a branch in Chicago and have someone on from this. And just see what happens. What do you mean, see what happens? Like, see if we get threatening letters... See if we get because I would love to. I would love the, to talk to the someone. The group who is that in was this. threatening was from L.A. The guy from Or, the guy from Orlando was, and they were also not very open about what they did. The guy from Orlando was like, he's like, I uh, when I was in grad school, someone gave me a video camera. He goes, uh, and I just started like you know, filming some of this stuff. He goes, I started filming dudes getting tickled, and he would tickle dudes. He goes after one year. I was able to quit my job and do this full time. That's how much money there was in it. Justin, you you and Drew have done it all wrong. Two East Eighth now a tickle dude tickling videos. I was like, "Are you shitting me?" And this what guy, what the hell is happening? That's this guy to this day does that, and he's it's he's got he makes a great living. For those people who say those people out there who say that the money doesn't exist, bullshit. The money is out there to be had. People are willing to spend boatloads of money on the weirdest shit you have ever You've got to find seen. the correct demographic, and you've got to provide a, something that they desperately want. Apparently. And when it comes to sex, there's people know what they want, man. Doug, this is nothing sexual. This is all for heterosexual men well, that's fully what the, clothed. That's what the ad said. Right. I believe what, adver- what, you don't believe advertisements, Doug. Wow, the truth in advertising that coming from you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, what? What do you mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, if you could find something, you know, sexual like that, and uh, to be honest, like the guy literally is take him to he takes a guy to his home, and he's talking to this guy. This guy sounds like he has the Boston accent and everything. He's like yeah. so. What like what led you here? And he's like, you know, just trying to make some extra money on the side or whatever. And it was a very like comfortable setting. Like yeah. this guy wasn't creepy at all. But he gets him locked in and everything like that. And the guy starts he, like before he gets his arm in, he's like, oh god, this is he's like scratching his face and stuff like that. He's like, this is the last chance I'm gonna have to do this. And so he, this is the reporter. This is the reporter who's going with a guy in Orlando. Right, but the reporter got strapped in. No, 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 no. Oh, it was a different... Oh. I'm sorry, I okay, didn't explain yeah. that very well. It was a different guy who was there to basically be recorded okay, yeah. by the guy that was doing this. So the guy gets in there, and he, he gets strapped in, and he starts breathing heavy, and the guy goes, all right, catch your breath. And the guy goes... Okay, he goes, are you ready? He goes, yeah, and he starts... Tickle, 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 It's such an anticlimactic thing. because, like, In my head, you strap this guy in, you're expecting, you know, all of a sudden you just start throwing punches at his face, or here come the electrodes, or here come... You think something's going to happen. A hot poker. Right, something intense is going to happen. Like, he starts getting beat the fuck up, or like a torture, like a James Bond torture scene, where they just start hammering his face, and... But then he's just like... Are you ready? Yes. You'll never break me, though. <laughs> it's yeah. such like a, a me. Yeah. It's the weird. Oh, it's a weird dichotomy, and he, man. And he tickles him all over, man. He's like he's like tickling his nipples. He's like getting everything. I'm just sitting there going, God, that that to me would be literal torture. You cannot get out of it no matter what you say. Do you think when Trump was asking <laughs> if we should bring torture back, do you think this is like one of the things... I saw a documentary. Okay, <laughs> definitely did not participate. 
was not my idea. I just, however, <laughs> it's huge in some circles. I imagine uh, a bunch of a bunch of dudes like in Guantanamo Bay or wherever the terrorists are being held and being tortured, and this guy's like, "Fuck, man, what happened to you? Oh, dude, I got waterboarded. Oh, fuck, what happened to you? Oh, they were jamming things under my fingernails. What happened oh, to you, fuck. man? I got fucking tickled. It's just no. It's just wait. A, what? It's a dude in the corner who hasn't been talking. Yeah, and they're like. What about you, Jerry? I don't want to talk about it. He's like, <laughs> no, but <laughs> he never talks. Everyone just guesses what happened to him. He never like, talks. He just giggles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, man, what's going on? Don't touch me! Don't touch me! I don't want to be touched anymore. Jerry, Jerry, calm down, man. You know, man. Jerry, you don't know what I've been through. Just, <laughs> just tell us, man. You don't have to. You don't have to internalize You'll this. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> You'll know when the fingers come. Sometimes when the feathers come out. <laughs> man, Jerry's flipping out over there, dude. I don't oh, know dude, about I don't this. Know. Everyone's like, man, I'd rather. Man, nothing could be as bad as waterboarding. <laughs> Dude, that would be a great sketch. Just prisoners talking about how they've been tortured, and then in the background, like from from frame to frame, you just yeah. see them walk in and out of frame. Yeah. Just as soon as someone goes, nothing's worse than that. <laughs> just, so, kind of lumping along. That's the goddamn it! What the fuck? Right. Ah, you've blown my mind. You yeah. have melted my mind. That's how I felt. I remember sitting there just going, what the... F-? I was literally saying, what the fuck? As Natalie tried to sleep in her bedroom, I'm just like yelling at the TV. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Now, after watching this, does it make you feel weird when you like... Like, t- when you tickle Natalie, if you're like, goochie, goochie, goo. Oh, we tickle her all the time. Right. Does no. this make you feel weird now? No, because are you we... Just like, because, are we torturing Because her? we stop. <laughs> I don't hold her down and tickle the shit out of her. Like I, you know, we're like da 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 or whatever. We move on, and that's what it's like with tickling. Because let's face it, if you break it down, the thing about tickling is you know it will stop. Right, right, right. There's no way it can go on forever unless you're fucking strapped down and you can't make it stop. Because I've had times where people were tickling me, and then all of a sudden I didn't want to do it anymore, and I give them a warning, and then I kick them in the face, you know, heel to the face. And it's just like, hey, I warned you, stop, you know. And I can sometimes you can shut it down if you focus hard yeah, enough yeah, yeah. for a little bit. You can shut it down, but then like inevitably it's going to come creeping back. Like unless you're really good and focused, but it's it's terrifying. Like the idea of like it will never stop. Right. Well, that's I, again. I'm very curious. I want to know now. I'm gonna. I need to watch the fucking thing because yeah. I need to know now how someone wins. How does this end? I don't feel like anybody wins in this. <laughs> Do you know or have you gotten to that part yet? You don't have to tell me. I just want to I'm know. Not gonna, do, I'm not going to tell you anything else. Do you know? Yes or no? I kind of do. Oh. I think I do. Okay. It's a dark story, Justin. I'm going to leave it at that. All right? I don't know if I want to watch this now. So that's why I'm like, I don't feel I've like... gone back and forth on... I've been had so many emotions on this. That's why it's, this is an this, awesome documentary, because it takes minutes. you on a roller coaster. A lot of documentaries, you know what you're getting into. Right. Like, you watch the 13th. Have you watched that? No, no. I've That's not. an emotional gut punch. Yeah. It'll kill you, but yeah. it's worth watching. It's amazing. In fact, I'd say it's important to watch that. It's incredibly important. And then there's other things like, you know, Mudbloods, where I'm like, I'm going to watch a bunch of kids play Quidditch. Right. <laughs> like, 
you know what you're getting, and it's it's the same thing. This one, there's I'm like, not like a weird turn where it's like, and then Timmy died on the Quidditch pitch, uh, or it's yeah, he was murdered, and then someone used a vada kedavra on right. and, and disapparated. Like, <laughs> right? Timmy's body was found dismembered with a snitch shoved down his throat. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like I did not see that coming. This I'm sitting there going, what is happening? Right. And Good part Lord. of it is part of it is like at this point I don't. I don't. We have to get to the bottom of it, and we haven't gotten there yet in the documentary. So I'm like, what happens next? If you were a documentarian, mm-hmm. what would you do a documentary on? What would your first one be? Because you watch a lot of documentaries. They're great. Do you watch them that much? Here's my thing with documentaries. I when I watch them, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy them, especially yes. if it's a, a really well done documentary. I have a really hard time psyching myself up to watch it. It's got to be the right time. Yeah. Um, for me, it's it's always about the topic. Like I try to find stuff that I just general subjects that I know I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool, I'll give this a try. I'm much more Netflix. That's the one thing I love Netflix for is it has opened me up to all these documentaries. There's that a I'm like, shitload cool. when I go through trailers. Yeah, I'll I'll just hit up the documentary section. There's a ton that I find that Beth and I both will sit there and go, that looks really yeah. good. But I just have a hard time psyching myself up to get into the mindset of wanting sure. to watch it because. Every time I sit down to watch something, I'm like, what movie do I want to watch? Yeah, do I want to You want to be entertained. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I want to necessarily. So, but again, if I can get past that or get pushed into it, I always end up, I always end up walking out the other side going, that was great. I'm really glad I watched that. And there's a couple that like, like Blackfish. I can never get myself to watch that just because I love animals too much. And based on what I've heard from people, like I just, I won't be able to get through it. It'll be too much. Sure. There's another one that I'm fascinated by, and Jill has watched it, and it comes highly rated, but I can't get myself to watch it. It's called Beerfest. It's called It's called Dear Zachary, and essentially it's about uh, a man and wife who have uh, a son, and the father dies under suspicious circumstances, and it's about the fight from for the custody of the child. And like the mom has to fight for custody? Like the, the mom and uh, the, oh, her husband's grandparents. Suspicious circumstances from meaning the Meaning that, ah. that they think that she killed him and that she's going to get custody of the child. So it's apparently a really gut-wrenching story Interesting. of these grandparents trying to fight to get custody of the child. Sounds like she's guilty and I'm like, based off of that. I'm sitting there just going, and I've heard it wildly recommended, but yeah. I'm like, that sounds, even before I had a child, yeah. that sounded like really heavy. And I was like, I don't, don't know if I, don't can, know if I can necessarily. It's on my list. It's yeah. been on my list for years now. Yeah. But I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can handle that. But for me, it's like I try to find something that's in my general wheelhouse. Like I generally like, oddly enough, stuff about working out, even though I don't really work out much. Yeah, you do. I work out with you twice a week. You know, I, I, I count it as something. And that's a sometimes. That's a sometimes. <laughs> But like you know, I reading you know watch one about a guy you know I told you about the guy who set the world record for deadlift you mm-hmm. know that was fascinating seeing what he went right, through right, to right. do that. Um, I watched uh, the CrossFit uh, championships from 2015 like that was fascinating to see what they go through that uh, that marathon race in Tennessee. Oh yeah, the yeah. Barkley Marathon. Yeah. it's called that was amazing. Like yeah. that caught my eye. I was like, oh, what's this about? Fucking incredible documentary! Right. Everyone should watch that. And then, of course, all work, all play. I, I, you know, promoted that one last week. That one's great. That's about esports. I'm always curious to know what these professional teams like, what it's like, right? To be that, my brother and I were talking about that. I wonder if that would even be fun to be a pro gamer. 
at that point in time. Because if, you, if you're doing it so much that it just takes the magic out of the game for you. These guys on this one team, yeah. I mean, they moved in together in one house. They're sponsored. Yeah, they have a sponsor, yeah. and they play games all day. Because you have to do that to stay good. Yeah, yeah. It's like anything else. What does a football player do? Right. He trains. You know, he lifts. He works out. He watches film. He does uh, agility exercises. He does drills. He does sprints. Yeah. That's his job. That's what these guys' jobs are. And they play together, yeah. and they have to have a good feel for each other. They have to have the intuition. they got to know that someone's going to back them up when they try to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to get their timing down. <clears throat> they got to know their opponents. If this player comes out, what's the best way to defend or attack right. against and when you see these pro teams play together, it's fucking magical. Yeah. I watched the uh, championships for Overwatch, that first-person shooter, Yeah, where it was six-on-six. Six. I was blown away <laughs> at the teamwork of these guys and this, the sheer skill yeah. because they all moved as one giant unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you do pickup games, everyone's off doing their own fucking thing. Absolutely, yeah. And this, everyone's like... They all it come like together. Swarm of locusts that just like devour whatever. I was like, in their "Oh way. my god!" You know, I was like, "How does that happen?" So, like, you know, that was fascinating for me to get a look into that lifestyle. Yeah, and then this, of course, just had my interest. I'm like, "Oh, tell me more about what tickling is all about." <laughs> uh, so, I guess if I had to do a documentary, I guess it would have to be on something that I'm really interested in. And I guess my first one would, I guess, improv. Oh, I, like I mean, that. Yeah. I haven't. There aren't too many doc, documentaries on improv. Like proper, like, well, what angle would you take with it? Um, that's a good question. I, I would kind of take a look at like you know, people feel like they know what improv is, but they really don't. So, would you go more so like in the life of an improver, like almost showing what a day to day looks like with someone who's pers- pers- pursuing pursuing a career in improv, something like that? I would. I'd take a look at like you know, I do probably a brief look at like where it came from, uh-huh. you know, like. You know the old days with Dell and Second City and everything like that, where it is today, and then what it means to be an improviser. Sure. And not only that, but the fact of like you know what it's done for me, like what it can do for an average person who you know buys into it. Like yeah. what kind of skills can you? It'd be a positive thing. Obviously, it wouldn't be like yeah. the dark underside of improv, <laughs> right? Although there is nowadays the tickle stuff. rooms of improv. Ugh. Um, you know, just kind of like all right, guys, we're gonna do a tickle set. <laughs> no. No. Um, but there is, you know, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that people don't understand. You right. know, we, we've talked about this before. We take for granted because not only do we take classes, but, you know, watch a lot of shows. We understand how the form works right. and how it works. But to the average folks who aren't surrounded by this all the time, who haven't immersed themselves in it, to them, they're like, how the fuck do you do that? Right. And to a lot of people, when you say, you're going to go up there without any lines you're going to basically play pretend, and you're going to make up everything that you say. People shit their pants. During my last training session locked, with, with new down. hires, we had this giant room, and we had to use a microphone on a karaoke machine so people could hear us. Sure. No one wanted to use the microphone. <laughs> I was like, there's a mic here. I don't want to use it. They didn't uh, want to be heard. Yeah. I was like, why don't you want to use the fucking microphone? There's 50 right. people in this room, and it's a weird-ass room. You need. I don't want to use it. I was like... <laughs> Why? Do people, is it real now that you have to use a microphone? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. People were terrified of it. And I yeah. just realized that people like, it's the same thing. Like People get up there, you're going to be in front of everyone and you're going to make up everything you say. Yeah. And I hope it's funny. Right. And it's like, I would love to break that barrier of like, hey, improv is not only fantastic, but it's therapeutic. Right. And it gives you confidence. I think the best story is, uh, you remember David? From yes, A3. absolutely. That guy, I love that guy. When we met him, he was shy. Mm-hmm. He was very closed off. 
By Very the, introverted. By the end, he had actually gained enough confidence to go in and basically demand a raise at work, which yeah. he got. Yeah. And now he fucking does salsa dancing. Like on a pro, like a, a semi-pro circuit. Yeah. Like he is... He actually like, competes with it. It's impressive as fuck where he's come from. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, I'm sure it's a, it's, it's a contributing factor of many things, but I feel like improv helped him get to where he was. That's one of the main reasons that he signed up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Absolutely. He was, and he was smart enough to realize, like, this is going to make push me out of my comfort zone, but it's going to help me. Right, right. And even Sam Cooke, who's been on here, he's talked about how he was, like, just sometimes just paralyzed with fear. Never saw it because... right. I remember in level C when he was doing like his fisherman like character. Amazing, yeah. He was great, but when he came after he goes, dude, I was terrified right. the whole time. I'm like, I didn't see it. Right, right, right. I right. thought you were great. Yeah. And it, it takes people to this new level that I feel like it I feel like it literally unlocks something in them. Absolutely. That's been hiding in there for most of their life because I always say when you get to become a teenager and your your uh hormones get active, all of a sudden you're so aware of yourself. And you're aware of other people, and you're like, how can I fit in? I don't want to be weird. Right. So you just shove all of that stuff that you've done, all that creative, funny, weird stuff that you were doing even just three or four years ago is now childish. I don't want to do that. And people keep that locked down. Right. And because they're like, I have to fit in. If I don't fit in, I'm weird. And if I, in that stage of your life, if you're an outcast, that's the worst thing that could happen to you're, you. Yeah, your life is done at that point. And for all you, you yeah. want to do is fit in. I just want to fit in. So you'll do whatever it takes. And a lot of that means like shoving that stuff in. And I was a, as much a victim to that as anybody else. It lived in there, and it never went away. <laughs> but as soon as I did improv, I unlocked it. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I've always done this. Right. I just never knew what this was, and no one ever helped me refine this I ne- skill. Right. I never, I never had, uh, uh, I never honed it. I never had yeah. an outlet for it. I never realized. Right. I'm like, I got it. Like immediately, I'm like, oh, I do this all the time. It was like an element in its raw form, yeah. and you needed to process it to get it down into a usable piece of material. And yeah. that, but again, it's like something that it's given me confidence. It's given me the ability because you know I'm actually kind of an introvert, like. I kind of classify myself as that, like in a sense of, really? if I'm in a room full of people, I'm not going to go around and talk to strangers. Really? I won't do it. I hate networking events. I'll hide in the corner, and then I'll be like, deuces, and I'll leave. Interesting. But you put me in a situation where I have to perform, I'm fine. Cool. I'll do that. Huh. If I know people or whatever, I'll be outgoing or whatever. But, you know, like for example, even today, we were down on the dog deck. Yeah. The lady came up and talked to us. I did not want to talk to her. Interesting. I was like, I would be great if you never talked to us about anything, and if you just left right now, that would be awesome. That's so. But I, funny. but because of you know improv and stuff yeah. like that, I'm able to carry a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. able to like make it a positive experience for everyone involved. But the desire to not talk is still there. Oh, 100. percent I was like, gee, I really wish you just let Justin and I speak. I don't know you, and I don't want to know you. Like, and that's not just being me. It's just like you're a stranger to me. I don't want to talk to you. Stranger danger. Yeah. But I feel like with improv, it's allowed me to combat that stuff. That's and of course, so like funny. in everyday life, you know, like I'm hopefully going to, you know, design something for my training class that involves improv. My boss wants to include it on every new hire training. I'm like, well, let's slow down. <laughs> I got to beta test this first. Like, we can't just do this. Like, right. We got to gotta relax. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff where I feel like it would be fun to shine a light on that sort of stuff in a way. It's like, hey, look, this could change your life. Um, for the better. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't know about it, you know? I, have you had that where you've gone home and been like, I do improv, and people don't really understand what that is? Well, I never actually said I do improv, because I never felt like I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I never got as as far into the process as you did, and there was uh, multiple factors that played into that for me. One of them was financial. Mm-hmm. I had to stop taking classes after Second City because they, they're fucking expensive, man. They are. They're really expensive. Um, I would love to have gone on to I.O. with you and Chris and Sam and everyone else, but this wasn't in the cards at the time. And also, and you and I have had, you know, at length conversations about this, I always felt like I was bringing the group down when I was on stage. No. I just never thought that I was contributing enough to it. And I... Ladies and gentlemen, that is false. I, again, I appreciate that. I validate your, if your feelings because you feel them and they can't be wrong, but I can tell you from my perspective, false. And I'm, I want to make it known I'm not fishing for the compliment no. here. I know you're not. I, I truly just, like, I was very in my head of every time I was on stage... I was very in my head about it, and what I think I've, I've realized now, after having some separation from it, if I were to go back to it, because <clears throat> um, I've always thought I've, I was funny, and I like I always said like I have a hard time writing jokes, but mm-hmm. in conversation I feel like I'm funny. Like I, I can make someone laugh in conversation, and I never picked up while I was in the one lesson that I guess missed me when I was in Second City, and I don't know if it was never taught to us or never like highlighted or if I just missed it and it was is you don't I mean I, I got the I got that you don't have to be funny like it's you don't go up there yeah. and make jokes I, I understood that but I never related that to have a conversation in character yeah do what you normally do just do it in a character and it works it's a thinly veiled version of yourself right that's you're you're literally responding and i never understood that i could just respond cuz i was always too concerned about what am i going to say next yeah. instead of being present mm-hmm. and listening i never that was the that was the one thing that always i just never made that connection it's honestly a skill that you really have to practice yeah. because how often when you're listening to someone do you just are you just immediately there like even when we do this podcast, I'm listening to you, but a lot of times I'm like, ooh, he just said something that's going to make me think about something else. Like you made me think of, we were talking about documentaries, we right. got down that road. When we started with Pornhub, we talked about fetishes, and I was like, ooh, tickled. Right. And then that led me down, you know, like, and so like I'm sitting there like as I'm processing what you're saying, my brain's going bing, 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 bing. And it's just like, yeah, how often do you truly just sit there? With a blank, just, it's unplugged up there. There's nothing. The, right. The picture, the, the picture reels off. Right. There's nothing. You're staring at a blank white movie screen, right. and you're just like, "Cool. What now? Say something, and I'm going to honestly respond back to that. Right. And we're going to build on that. No one ever does that in their real life. It is a very, very learned skill. It's extremely. It's active listening. You know. Yeah. It's the. It's, it's positive listening. It's. It's literally shutting all that other stuff out. And here, let me like you're saying something, and I'm listening to what you're saying right. without waiting for my turn to speak. Right. Because I'm like, well, I got something, and everyone does that. They're yeah. like, oh, you made me think of something. I got to say it next, and I'm ready to go. Right. And so I think that's a positive thing too. Is like taking a moment to let that go, but it's also pretty scary. Right. That's what I think. That I think you're getting to the crux of what's really scary about that is I literally have nothing. I'm going to walk out here in front of this group of people with nothing. I might have one thing to say. Right. I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to be like, "Boy, sure is hot in here." And then you're going to rely on the other person to hear that, process it, right, and say, "Yes, it sure is hot out here in the cornfield." Now they've added something. You guys are in a cornfield. Okay. What are you? Are you farmers? Are you on the run? You know, from from the cops? You know, are you even humans? Right. 
are you crows? Right. Like now that next person has to help build that next thing. Right. You know? And you have to keep just going back and forth. But it also has to sound natural. Like when someone says something, you got to respond back, yeah, cool, I got that. Like I showed you that video of Amari, you know, doing his bad British accent. I pimped him out to sing, and he immediately broke into song. Right. Didn't skip a beat, just did it. And it's like that's the kind of confidence you got to be like, cool, I'm going to sing. Has no idea what he's going to sing. No. And you know what? It doesn't matter what he's going to sing. You have to have the confidence to know it doesn't matter what you're going to say. Right. Because what was funny was him doing the bad accent, and he knew that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Him doing this train wreck of an English accent (laughs) made him the star. This mistake, this failure. Right. Which most people would be like, dude, this is terrible. It made the scene the best. It was the scene. Right. He became the shining part of the scene, and all we had to do was feed it. We just fed it. We fed that. We fanned the flames. I like to think I was a dick about it, but I was like, I know you can't do this. Go do it. Be the spotlight. And it was amazing. Right. The crowd responded. We responded. And all he had to do was just try to speak in a bad English accent, which was really easy for him. Right. He was good. And there's nothing better than being a part of that. I ta- I disagree. You disagree? You know what else? You know what's, you know what's better than being a part of that? Being a part of a throwdown. The throwdown! So today's throwdown. Dude, get that voice under control. And good on to Amari uh, for uh, for just balls to the wall doing doing his British accent. I'm going to give you guys, everyone out there, a little bit of advice. If you tell me you're not good at something and it comes up in an improv scene, you're going to do it. All right? And... <laughs> I think, Justin, you may have been there for the one with Daryl at the playground where he had been working out really bad. Maybe you weren't there for that one, but he was super sore. Okay. And I went out and I made him squat and hold it no, for 10 you're seconds. A dick. Because I knew that he was Go sore. On, dick. And he I just love it. he did it and he was like, oh no. But he, he used it. And he, <laughs> he, yeah. used, he was honest in the fact that this, I'm sore. Yeah. And two people in the crowd knew what was going on and laughed. It was just, <laughs> because they knew he was sore. Right. But I do that because I know, this is probably presumptuous of me, but I'm like, this is going to be fun. Right. And I expect people to do the same to me. Right. You know? Call me out. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, call me out and have me have yeah. me do something. Right. Because right. I know it's going to be great. Right. And it's it's that trust that I really had with them that I, I really enjoyed where I'm just like, if I know you're bad at or if I know you're good at something. Right. I'm probably going to pimp you out to I think do it. you might have pimped me out one time on stage probably. to do it, like a, a, a Scottish or something accent. Oh, I absolutely did that. I know you did that one. I can't remember what the context was, but I know you pimped me out to do an accent at one point. Oh, no no doubt. I yeah. was like, you need to do... If there's anything I would say to you is more accents. <laughs> it's more accents. <laughs> you have that ability, fucking use it. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. So. So throw down. Throw down time. Bitch. Oh. So I thought we would... Happy eat. International Women's Day. I thought we would... What? That's not today. <laughs> you got so I scared. That. You got so scared. His eyes got all white. He's like, no, no, no. That just happened. Oh, God. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Tomorrow. Or, well, when this airs last week. Yeah, last Friday. Whatever. <laughs> it's not even a holiday. Wait, are people getting boozed up this weekend or was that last weekend? That was last weekend. All right, thank God. So this is the actual... Happy St. Patrick's Day. Okay. I don't even know what we're celebrating. So what is St. Patrick's Day? Is it just when, when he drove the snakes out of Ireland? Is that a thing? Were, were, were the snakes like an allegory or a symbol for another like race of people? Probably. <laughs> he drove the snakes out. <laughs> it's when we found the potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, boy. It's when the potato was founded. Jesus um, Christ. 
Um, <laughs> Happy Potato Day. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, I thought I would use uh, what ended up becoming the bulk of our topic today, which mm-hmm. is tickle fights. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I Let's wanna, go back to that dark place. And I want to put, uh, I'm going to give you, I got three potential throwdowns. <laughs> oh, Jesus and Christ. And I want you to pick the one that you think would be the most fun to do. Okay. All right. So it's either going to be Justin versus Doug. All right, hold on. Are All we right. saying who's? Are we going to say who's going to win in a tickle fight? Well, yeah, or no? Who dies? Obviously, it's a throw. So <laughs> who walks a, out alive? It's, it's a tickle fight to the death. Okay, so no, no. Who? I get. Yeah, who wins in a tickle fight? Okay, we're gonna have to set some ground rules for what the tickle fight. Are you strapped down? No. Okay, because then we just take turns. Yeah. Is that what it is? Who can last the longest before they they cry uncle? It's part chase. <laughs> part okay it's part chase part wrestling and part death yes okay here's 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 how it's gonna go it's gonna go down where we start in a neutral position all right position position we're, we're both standing up um or whoever is both standing up the first person to take the other one down then that person has to stay down and then it goes into a tickle mode where they then get tickled and the longer they last, the the more points they get. Oh, so it's a point based system. So okay, or basically, basically like, or we can say like, if I sit like, if it was you versus right. me, and I took you down, I'm tickling you, and you last for five minutes, and then you finally like, that's it, I give up. Then it immediately you have to come over to me. I don't know why I have to take you down first. I guess it's the whoever gets to go first. Sure. Like supposedly, who goes first? First one to get a takedown. So and then you come over to me, and then I have to outlast you. And if I don't, then you win. It just sounds so sexual. I it can't. You can't not talk like that. And then, and then I have to. If tickle you can it. last for five minutes, and I have to outlast you. And then if I if you if if I finish before that, and then if I lose, I have to finish you off. <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't end until someone comes. Doesn't end until someone. That's the rule. It doesn't end until someone ejaculates. That's so not no gross, dude. This throwdown is gonna be awesome. So you versus me. So, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so okay. So wait. So you, you. So let's say you take me down first, uh-huh. and I last five minutes through the tickle. Uh-huh. Is that? And then I just start. And then I can't take it anymore. You basically have to tap out. So I tap out after five minutes, and, and then, then you have to tickle me. And then you just lay down. Yeah. And accept me. Yeah. Legs up. <laughs> Legs up, and you just invite me in. Yeah. All right. So all right. So it's gonna be either. <laughs> it's either gonna be. So it's a okay. So it's a point based system. Or it's, it's, not, outla- it's, it's not a point based system. It's basically like it's a time. It's a time trial, is what it is. <laughs> I was thinking more like you have to, you have to, you can run away. You can like it's a chase based thing. If you catch them, you've got to wrestle them down like a greased up pig, and then you got to tickle them. But if they get away, then they can run or they can try to reversal, and then it's just like this. This is wrestling. At that it's point essentially time. it's tickle wrestling. It's just wrestling. It's it's tickle chase wrestling. I like mine better. It has, Fine. A, it has an objective. It's got a end. structure. All right, yes. practical Doug. <laughs> so practical Doug versus Justin. Or all right. So the, the three I, I want I, I initially came up with were Justin versus Doug, four. I came up with Justin versus Doug. Doug versus Dave. Doug versus Jill. Doug versus Drew. Okay. I guess I could do Doug versus Justin. Doug because I don't know why I put my Drew doesn't have any feelings so I think he'd outlast me Drew's tickless as shit is he oh Oh, he is god oh that's right he hated to be touched 
hated it. Ooh. You remember you'd come up and yeah. you, on his side, you would just walk up and just with your index fingers. He'd lose. You would go. I'd beat he him. He would jump. I'd beat him. And I don't think he would. He would lose against anybody. Jill would just straight up murder me if I tried. That's to what I was her. wondering. She would kill me because you were. I was. I could hear you saying, "Well, I've got the size," but I'm like, "Yeah, but Jill read." No, Jill's no. a mom now. Jill's got that freakish mom strength where it's not she just can, strength. She it's can just, turn it on. I learned one thing from Jill when I first met her because I used to like tickle, 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 and I was able to hold both of her hands in one of my hands. <laughs> and she told me in no uncertain terms, never do that. She goes, I don't like that. I don't feel comfortable. Don't ever do that to me ever again. I'm like, understood. So if I had to do that to tickle her, uh-huh. dead man. I'd be a dead man. So I'd say Jill would win that one. I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Dave versus Doug in a tickle match. Let me hear you say it. Oh, man. So, and Dave, as you're listening to this, please feel free to chime in and let us know how this would go down. Dave also... Because I would love to hear both of your sides of this. Dave also hates being tickled. Is Dave ticklish? He, he hates being touched in general, but yeah, he's he is also ticklish. Okay. Are and you seen, super ticklish? We just we discussed this earlier, but like how... I mean... How ticklish are you? I'm, I'm pretty ticklish. Okay. Um, I think with Dave, I remember I've seen the rage real quick when it's like, go, go, go. He would just, the fire, the fire in the eyes. (laughs) So that being said, I think I could outlast him, but it would be close. I think I'd give myself the edge just because I know how much he just loathes that. He's kind of been Drew's court. I don't think he's as bad as Drew, but he, Dave, again, would not, would not do well. So far, I'm in agreement with all, all of these. Yeah. (laughs) Now you versus me. That's where it I don't gets know how tickli- gets interesting. I don't know how ticklish you are. I know well, you are ticklish, but I think you and I are pretty equal. It depends. Okay. So <laughs> if you were to win, mm-hmm. it would get weird. Because where I'm ticklish, uh-huh. it would get weird. <laughs> Our friendship would either be solidified or destroyed in that match. I would find that spot, I'd and f- it would be weak. <laughs> Um, no, I think I, I'm definitely, the weird thing with me is that it's, <laughs> it's, it depends on the day. Okay. Like sometimes I might just, my body's just not as, t- like yeah. there's sometimes where Beth is like, try to do, we'll be, you know, wrestling around or tickling each other and she just can't find a, a tickle spot. Like that my body just sometimes. turns off and I'm yeah. like, and she's like, that's not fair. And I'm like, too bad. Tickle, tickle. Yeah. And I win all the time. Um, but yeah, there, so I would definitely say. Um, it depend again depending yeah. on the day. My armpits are, are ticklish. Mm-hmm. My feet aren't. I actually love to have See, my I, feet scratched. I'm and, like, very tickle, ticklish like, on yeah. my feet. I think that's my weak spot. My, feet, my feet definitely are not. So I, that that is a no contest for me. Um, it's your butthole, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. you guys can't see what I'm doing. It's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I give up. <laughs> also, I came. Also, keep going. <laughs> Y'all seen Road Trip? <laughs> um, How many fingers do you want me to use? <laughs> Justin, this is not healthy. I, you know, I'm just gonna. I'm tapping out. I quit. I quit. Just you can't quit. Better use three to be safe. You're in this. <laughs> um, you ever heard of tank tickling? <laughs> yes. All right, this got weird real quick. Sorry. All right. Um tickle tickle. One of the places I'm super ticklish is right where your your hip meets. Like, That's a where, common spot. Yeah. And so that if again, <laughs> it would get weird, but if you could if you got me there, it would be over very I've got quick. a story to tell. It's real quick. All right. But basically, when I was wrestling in high school, sometimes 
when I had practice partners, they weren't very good. They would just yeah. like clam up, yeah, and they wouldn't do anything when they were on on the bottom. And I would just get mad. I'd sit there. I'd be like, if this was a match, you guys would get hit for stalling, and they'd yeah. just be like, nah, you can't do anything. So I, in order to get them to move, I'd go boop. And they'd just, shoot up, and then I'm like, "Here we go!" And then I would, <laughs> because I'm Here like, we go. "I was like, if you're not going to move, ride him, I'm going to yeah. do what we're going to do." And a boop, and now I get my leg in, the I'm leg right, and then boop, go from there. If you're not going to move, I'm going to move you. I was like, "I'll make this happen. Yeah. I'll start fucking tickling you if that's what it takes." <laughs> this is stupid. Okay, yeah. so I think because you have more specific spots, yeah. But I also think you know, I don't know. I, I give you the edge in that regard because I feel like. I have a strong mental fortitude, but I don't think I could last as long as yeah. you. I don't think I really don't think I could. I think you'd beat me. I think I would beat. I, I think I'd beat everyone uh, on this list as well, except yeah. for Jill because yeah. she scares the shit. Jill out of me. Jill would kill you too. She scares the shit out of me. Jill would. Just, also, I don't know if I'd want to get in a tickle fight with Jill because that'd just be weird. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. I would beat Beth though. <laughs> I'd beat Beth's ass. Didn't mean it like that. Happy Women's Day. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Guys, that was fun. Right. That what a fun what a fun throwdown. Thank you. What a weird throwdown. Justin wins the tickle fight. That was that was great. That was really interesting. Um, guys, you're welcome. Um, so let us know what you think in the comments. Who yeah. would win the tickle? Fight? <laughs> Who would you win in a tickle fight with? Hmm? Um, any any. Who sh- would you like to get in a tickle fight? With? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Not guys. Not sexual. Stop. Stop posting. Stop what you're typing backspace and do a non-sexual answer because i don't want to hear that shit yeah all care. right okay gross yeah um but maybe. that reminds me real quick you remember that picture of michael Sarah with his mustache yep and you basically you sent it to us in the email and said you ticklish <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm gonna have to post that one back up i think i still have that you should send that yeah. that's awesome that needs to be the the cover photo fuck all right yeah. for this episode find it or just remake it, it. yep yeah <laughs> You ticklish. Um, anything? Any shouts this week? Anything you wanna you wanna you wanna <clears throat> promote or recommend? You go first. <laughs> Justin's gonna poop. Uh, so for me, I would obviously recommend the uh, the ticklish episode uh, documentary. <laughs> um, Jesus, uh, very good. Also, another great documentary. Uh, it was. It's called Magnus. It's about uh, Magnus Carlson, like one of the youngest chess players of all time. Okay. Prodigy, fantastic um, uh, documentary. It's on Netflix. Really awesome. Like, chess intimidates the shit out of me. Yeah. And seeing someone that understands it so well, really impressive. I will say this. Make sure you turn the subtitles on because he's speaking, like, Norwegian. Okay. And they don't fucking provide subtitles. So for the first 10 minutes of this, I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? Are they not going to subtitle this? Because until he's a teenager, he, he then speaks English. But it's like, make sure the subtitles are on. But very good. Magnus. And Magnus. ticklish. Okay, those are the two things I'd recommend. All right, I will. Uh, I will recommend Iron Fist because, guys, if you haven't watched it yet, we've binged it this weekend, I'm and worried, it's amazing. I'm, I'm worried about it. Are you really? It's got really bad reviews. Ah, shit. Yeah. I'm no, I don't recommend it then. <laughs> uh, I do recommend. Oh my god, he's got a candle. Chesapeake Bay Candles, uh, <laughs> Tahitian Vanilla, Home Sense. Uh, it's good when it burns; it makes the whole place smell nice. So go pick, go pick up Chesapeake Bay Candles, Home Sense. Tahitian vanilla. Where can they find this lovely item? Fragrance candle. It's a, I, we, we prefer the 11.5 ounce or the 326 gram one. Um, I don't know. Google it, I suppose. You could probably pick it up uh, at your local retailer. <laughs> Whatever that means. 
Uh, they just kind of show up at my house. I don't know who brings them, but I'll come home and there's a new one burning. So I always enjoy it. <laughs> Great recommendation, Justin. Also, the iPad Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very pleased with it. Awesome. Very good. Thank you, Justin. Guys, you can find MindGap on Facebook. Uh, just look for us on there. You can also find us on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. And Justin has a website and a company. <laughs> you can find me online at justinstrandland.com. Also on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael. I'm still kind of figuring out what to do with justinstrandland.com now that the podcasts have shifted off of there. Tickle video. So I feel like I might you go into the, camera. the tickle video realm. Uh, you got some new lights. Better use them. We'll see what happens there. Um, you can uh, also... Where was I? Yeah, JustinStrandland.com. That's right. Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. Um, listen to this podcast, as well as the other one I do every Monday, with Milos Tavanovic, called The Best Bar Podcast Ever. That lives on com, And you can check us out at on all social medias. While you're in the online realm, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, review us, let us know what you like. You can, on any social medias, talk to us. Um, if you have any comments or um, want to refute any of the facts that we give on here, feel free. Let us know. Because they're probably all wrong. Let us know what you think about this tickle stuff. Too. Right. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious about anyone's opinions on all of no, this. No joke, Doug. Yeah, really honestly want to know just yeah. what your opinions are on, on any like of this. Do you like being tickled? Do you not? <laughs> Would you hate being strapped down and being tickled? Would that be torture to you? <laughs> I'm curious. What are other people's reactions? Yeah, but subscribing and reviewing, uh, it does push us up the ranks, and it helps us uh, with you know being able to do cooler and cooler shit. So uh, keep supporting. We love you guys. Thank you for listening and everything, and just keep being awesome. Keep thank being you the guys. wonderful use. Yes, thank you for listening and for uh, uh, also just uh, getting back with us. We love getting interaction with you guys. And to all the Bulgarians and Chinese out there listening, we love you. Thank you. And honestly, thank you to North Carolina because you guys apparently there loved us. There was a us. huge spike last Saturday, so everyone had a listening party. Woo! You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Did we say thanks enough? Thanks. Mind Gap Podcast.